0: Welcome to House of Whimsical Terror. I'm Esther. I'm Mary. And we're coming to you from Tucson, Arizona. And we're telling real stories of the fantastical. All of our stories are true or told to us
1: as true. Occasionally, we alter names to protect privacy. Same with places.
0: Yes. Today's story is... Medallion. Yes. Before we get to that, uh, mm-hmm. this is going to be our official Yule Tide. podcast Podcast. that's what it is yes do you know what makes it our yuletide podcast mary no well let me show you okay jingle bells
1: ah (laughs) that that does definitely do it anything else the the doberman wearing reindeer ears yes yeah yes yes yes. that totally makes it a yuletide podcast
0: yeah too bad we don't have lights or no well no one will know we have beautiful lights yeah and that tree is gorgeous
1: amazing Like 15 feet tall with lots of lights.
0: Yeah, lots of lights, yeah. all the twinkly ornaments. Mm-hmm. There you go. You put a lot of work into that, man. Thank you.
1: The ladder was really
0: something. <laughs> let
1: me tell you. So,
0: <clears throat> yes, Yuletide. It is Yuletide. And- it is. And Medallion. So, we decided to tell these stories because they, I don't even know why, they seem to fit. They seem to fit the season. Because they're kind of miraculous stories. Yes. I have a story about a medallion and it took place years ago when I worked in a bookstore and in the bookstore, this lady would come in, this really lovely lady, and she would like do these amazing readings on people and she would look at them and she'd draw things and what she drew ended up being gorgeous. She wouldn't even look at it. She would just Draw it while she was looking at the person Mm -hmm. and it would come out with like different uh, figures and shapes and symbols. Um, she, yeah, she was, um, a a native woman from Mexico Mm -hmm. and we became friends. We were always talking like while she was waiting for clients to come in and Uh sit in the bookstore and, and she'd do the readings. And one day she said, you know, how come you never ask me to read for you? Mm. And I said, well, you just seem so busy. And I feel like we just visit. We don't really do that, but mm-hmm. I would love that. So she said, well, come over here and I'll, I'll do a reading on you. So she did what she always does. She looked at me and she was drawing things. And then uh, when she was done, she looked at what she drew and she told me, someone means you harm Oh. And I said, "Okay, that's scary." Wow. And she said, "No, yeah. there's a way you can protect yourself." Hmm. And I said, "How?" She it was much more involved than this, but I'm yeah. doing the Cliff's Notes version. Uh, she said, "If you get a, you know, some kind of a protective medallion," uh, and she said, "I think you need um, the Mother Mary, you know the 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 miraculous medal." Mm-hmm. And I said, "Oh, okay. Well, I will. I will look for one." So I did. I went out and, and she, she she had told me some other things that I could look for, maybe mm-hmm. other, like I said, well, St. Michael, you know, is is a protector or maybe that. And she said, yes. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of, had my mind on St. Michael, the archangel who, you know, chased the demon in town. That's right. And I hadn't found anything yet.
1: Uh-huh. And I got
0: a phone call from my good friend. And she had just come back from New Orleans with her then husband, and she said, I have to talk to you. So many amazing things happened mm. to me when I was there. I overuse the word amazing. Okay. I need to stop that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're just telling the audience that yeah, right now? Yeah. yeah. Okay, oh, that's just, because we don't edit no. anything. So we're not editing.
0: We're not editing it. Um, All right. So now they know. So. Okay. Yes. I used the word wow. You can do some sort of like <laughs> like drinking game, like how many times Mary says wow, how many times Esther says yeah. I bet we'd be really amazing. really popular yeah. if we did that. Yeah, see? Yeah. I do, yeah, you do. Wow. <laughs> I do amazing. All right. So, okay, so back, back to this back first to this part of the story. story. So Anne Marie calls me and she says I was just in New Orleans, meet up with me. So I did. And she told me this really cool story. Uh, and she's not a particularly religious person and, and right. n- neither am I really. Uh, so I met up with her and she said when she was in New Orleans, she was at a particular church that was like the patron saint was Our Lady of Succour, S-U-C-C-O-R. S-U-C-C-O-R. Mm-hmm. Um, so comfort and, and right. that sort of thing. Nurturing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, she said she was in there and they were talking about all of these major events that had happened in new Orleans, like a flood and a fire. And this church was always protected. Like it would get just to part of the church, but the church was saved, even though the surrounding Mm. area was either, you know, burned to the ground or flooded. And you could still see the flood lines on part of the church. Mystical. Yeah. So she said she was in the church and just a regular tour guide was talking about these things, but she suddenly just got this feeling of urgency and she didn't understand why. And her husband, um, left partway through the presentation cause he was just, you know, over it, but she wasn't, she was really entranced mm-hmm. in the ideas of this church. And she's not, like I said, not religious, not Catholic, uh-huh. none of those things. And she said she had this urgency And as soon as they were done, she ran back to the little uh, gift shop Uh in the church. And she got two medallions, one for herself Mm -hmm. and one for me. Interesting. And she didn't know why, but she said she felt like it was urgent that she had to bring back. And it's just a medallion Mm -hmm. with the Mother Mary on it, Our Lady of Succour. And she brought it back to me. And I told you the story of the woman who does the readings and that mm. she told me I had to have a medallion and wow. she mentioned that it should be Mary. And I decided I was going to look for, you know, Michael, the archangel. Uh-huh. And so I have that, I have that. Oh. Uh, if you want to see a picture of it, it's going to be mm. our. It's picture. the episode picture. It's the episode picture. Yeah. And that is the exact one she got for me. Oh, and I so. wore it everywhere mm. for years. I wore incredible. it. Mm-hmm. Wow. So there's that and we might have another story So about I, a lost
1: medallion. Medallion. Yes, actually I do have a story about a lost medallion. So I was living in Denver and in Denver um like in the middle of the city there's this enormous park. Cheeseman Park. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, because you lived in Denver as well. With you, with yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so Cheeseman Park is probably the largest park in the Denver metropolitan area. It's huge. Yes. It's also built over a graveyard. Oh, because, I didn't
0: know this.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because everything is. I didn't know that when we lived there. No, I didn't either. I didn't either. Um, but anyway, I was there and I was like, I don't know, I was with friends and we were playing games or something, I don't know, we were in the park. Park stuff. Park stuff. And um, I had a nice time, and I ended up, you know, late into the evening, hanging out with my friends, and anyway, I got home, and then the next morning, I grabbed my necklace, and it wasn't there. So mm. I had a necklace that had a medallion of... The miraculous medal, Mary, right? Right. And it had belonged to my mother, and my mother had passed away not long before, just that, just very recent to this event. Mm-hmm. And so I grabbed for it because I always wore it right afterward because it was it was hers and she had worn it, and I I couldn't find it. And you know that sense of where you just leave your body from the amount of anxiety and um, terror that you have. Yeah. That's what I felt. It was awful. And so I thought, oh, no, I lost it in Cheeseman Park, which is absolutely enormous. It's huge. There's no way you're going to find that. Right. And we were all over the park and playing games and hanging out and I thought I'm just okay, I have to like get it together and um breathe and I have to get back to the park. So I was driving back to the park, and of course, you know, I was panicking, and then I thought of my mother, and I thought mm. she would always. She would say a prayer to say yes, to find because things. that was her thing mm-hmm. to find things and remember that. So I'm driving and I'm praying, and <laughs> that's not even like my thing, right? At this time, it's like just what's happening, and I am panicking. And I got to the park, and I took a like a deep breath, and I looked around, and I thought, I can't there's no way I'm going to find this by like sight. I'm just going to start walking. And I started walking through the park around places that I recollected that we had been. Mm -hmm. And I stopped and I took a breath and I looked down and there it was that medallion. And it, it was mystical, Mm -hmm. amazing. I brought tears to my eyes because I was so relieved right? And I don't know what you call that. I don't know, guidance or spirit or fortune or whatever. Your mother thing. leading you there. But I believe from that it was probably parade. her. Mm-hmm. And um, and I was just really, really happy to find my medallion, which I, I still that. have and occasionally do still wear. I love that so yeah. much.
0: So, yeah, I believe she yeah. led you there. I mean, that was precious sure. to you and it was from her. Mm-hmm. And I remember her saying, "Pray to Saint Anthony; right, you'll right? find it." And yeah, it you was, always
1: do. Yeah, it was really it was a mystical experience. So, of course, you know my my mother was very Catholic, which I am I am not very Catholic, um, though I do you know I love spirit of all forms. But um, come to find out, the Catholic Church does not have a specific doctrine related to ghosts and spirits, which I thought was really interesting. And um, the only, there's mentions of uh, ghostly presence, things that are of spirit nature. And I read this opinion from, you know, some theologian that said, if you encounter, I guess, you know, a disembodied spirit, and it makes you feel calm and it may frighten you a bit but it's but it's still not frightening it's just very calm then it's i guess basically it's a good ghost right and then if you encounter one that gives you not only deep fright but perhaps fear or anger then it's a demon and i thought so i guess that was their interpretation of Like how that all works, and I guess you know ghosts benefit Mm -hmm. benefit people often, and um, and then when they don't, I guess that's the rationalization is that they're they're
0: negative. Interesting, Mir, you are so great about doing the research of all the weird like nips and crannies, useless trivia. She thinks about something and then she goes and. goes down a rabbit hole looking looking it up, which is kind of fun. Fun and and weird and (laughs) time-consuming. Yes, yes. So I have another story that was told to me when I was a a youngster, I don't know, maybe 13, 14, Mm -hmm. and um, we were in church at Mass, and on the feast day of The Virgin de Guadalupe, so the Virgin of Guadalupe, Mm -hmm. he would always do some kind of really special thing about uh, Mary and almost, you know, like like exalting her above everything else, which I kind of loved. And so he would tell some Mary story every year on that feast day because for him, she was very, very special. So... He told this really cool story about when he was a child and and he told us the reason that Mary was so important to him his grandmother had given him a medallion that he wore around his neck all the time and it was a medallion of Our Lady that you know the Virgin Mary and he just always had it on even bathing he said it was just always on him he never took it off and he and his friends used to play hard you know they would ride their bikes around and there was one particular house they loved to go to. Their friend, uh, had a father who had a junkyard in their backyard. Like he would, had different parts of cars and different, you know, all sorts of things you would see in a kind of a junk shop. And this one day they were playing back there and he jumped up to get something and fell down onto a board that had a rusty nail in it. And, he, you know, it was a lot of pain. He was screaming, and his friends pulled it out. And then he thought, oh, okay, well, I'm fine. Played for a little while longer, and then he decided to go home because he wasn't quite feeling so well. Mm-hmm. So he rode his bike and never made it home. And his family was out looking for him, like up and down alleys. They finally found him. Uh, he, Uh His bike was nearby, but he had fallen off, and he was unconscious. So he said that... Uh, you know, they called 911, the, uh, paramedics showed up and they were trying to assess him, but they couldn't move his hand. His hand was gripped around the metal that his grandmother had given him and he, he wouldn't budge. Like it was just gripped Mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. And so they just put him in the ambulance, took him to the hospital again. Like it was like they would have had to break his fingers to move his hand off the metal. So they did all of the, you know, like doing the x-ray and everything because they had to leave his hand there or Mm -hmm. it was, and he was unconscious, but it was in such a death grip, they couldn't move it. So they found that that rusty nail, the tip of it had broken off and had traveled through his body and stopped just next to his heart. On the other side of where he was holding mm. that Our Lady medal, the medallion, and somehow had stopped right there. So and
1: that's miraculous.
0: Yeah, and I don't know who was See? protecting this grandmother right. or who knows, You right? know who? You know the, the medal, oh. Mary. I don't know. Mm. Just fascinating. It is story, but I loved the stories he would tell on. You're gonna tell this joke? No, right? I'm not gonna tell the joke because I tell know the t- joke. No, you're gonna go gonna ahead tell, tell the about joke about the joke. No, now everybody's gonna want to know what the joke. All is. All right, I have a terrible me. Italian accent, so <laughs> I'm gonna try to tell this joke. So um, he was Italian, and he told this joke one of the years that it was, you know, the Virgin of Guadalupe, her celebration. He said that there was this uh, old Italian woman whose son was away at war. And she worried about him every single day. And every day she would go to the statue of the Virgin Mary in the local church. And some days she would even do, I don't know what they're called in Italian and Spanish, we would call them mandas. So, you know, you would do like crawl on your knees or you would mm-hmm. do some kind of an offering, but it's yeah, like okay. a physical sacrifice of some sort. She would do those, like she would crawl from her house to the church or she would, you know, just do different things mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, do her, her part to sacrifice for her son. And so she would go and talk to Mary. And then finally, after, you know, months of doing this, finally, finally, the baby Jesus, who is in the arms of the statue of the Virgin Mary, turned its head and looked down at her. And he said, my child, Your prayers have been answered. Your son is going to return from war to you, and Mm -hmm. he'll be fine. And she looks up at him and she says, "Shut up! I was talking to your mother." (laughs) So bad. So bad. Sorry. So I love that joke. A priest told you that joke. A priest told us that joke during mass.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh my goodness. All right. So So we are not trying to convert anyone to any no, religion. No, Mary just and I season. do not practice ourselves. Not that that's anyone's business, but um, but we were, of course, we're or perhaps we practice many things. Yes, <laughs> we were raised Catholic, so we have all these funky stories. Um, and so there are Yuletide season stories. Yuletide season stories. Well, kind of. We should be telling stories about, I don't know, Yule trees and solstice and amazing True. things like that, which maybe we'll, we probably will do another in the near podcast. future, not during Yule time, but maybe when we visit Ireland. Perhaps so. That would be amazing. Yes.
1: Yeah. I think that goes on the list with the other places that we will be visiting. Yes. Yes. I think so too. Yeah. And I hope everyone has an absolutely lovely Yuletide season, no matter where you are. And I think
0: this is going to air past solstice, but happy belated solstice to all who celebrate. Correct. And no matter what you
1: celebrate, we thank you for joining us. Yes. And please come back and listen to more stories. But for now, so long, good friends. Until next time when we meet back at the house